listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality C podcast. I am your host, Reality C. Thank you all for tuning in. Good Wednesday show for you. We're going to talk a little bit about an email someone sent me yesterday regarding the odds of things happening. And I hadn't really thought about it until I got the email. And it kind of adds to the humor uh, from the first 10 minutes of yesterday's podcast. Uh, the new rumor out there uh, in Bachelor Joey spoiler world. This will be fun. Vanderpump Rules makes a return. This is the first ever Vanderpump Rules episode I've ever watched outside of the three reunion shows at the end of last season. So this is my first episode ever watching, and I've got some thoughts. Going to share those with you probably every Wednesday. Today's Wednesday, right? Yeah, because it's on Tuesday. So every Wednesday, I'm going to share with you my Vanderpump Rules thoughts. And then we're going to talk about reality versus perception when it comes to Taylor Swift, in addition to things that are being said online and reports that are being made. And I just want to clear a few things up for everybody. We'll get to all that momentarily. So in regards to yesterday's podcast, where I told you the story about my niece, uh, is best friends and roommates with Daisy's sister Adeline in college in uh, Tampa, Florida. And he told you that whole thing, the whole breakdown. And somebody emailed me yesterday, and I hadn't really even thought about this, but <laughs> it's kind of funny now. So the email says this. I recently wrote you about the amazing probability of the Russell Jones same-name breakups on Bachelor in Paradise. I think that was in a reader emails from a couple of weeks ago or something, remember? Basically, back-to-back seasons, we had a Russell and a Jones breakup. We had uh, Avon breaking up with Kylie and Brandon breaking up with Serene. So back-to-back Bachelor in Paradise seasons, there was a Jones-Russell breakup. Anyway, the email continues. However, the story you told this morning about your niece being college roommates with Daisy Kent's sister has me floored. For starters, the probability of your niece being roommates with Daisy's sister is 18 million to 1 because that is how many young people are currently enrolled in the 6,000 colleges in the U.S. Then the odds of Daisy winning The Bachelor is 32 to 1. Add to that the probability of Olivia's Uncle Steve being the number one spoiler of Bachelor seasons for the last 15 years, and you have a scenario that is unworldly. Steve, the probability of all this happening is like winning a billion in Mega Millions. Thank you for that email. Good friend of the show. I've hung out with him a couple times in Vegas. What's funny is, first off, I never even did the math, thought about that. Secondly, that last sentence, all this happening is like winning a billion in the mega millions. I I think, don't I kind of have to start playing the lottery now? I didn't realize 18 million people were in college. I I never thought that. But then again, I never probably really sat down and did the math for it. And I think even the more amazing thing about Daisy's sister, Adeline, and my niece, Olivia, being friends is that it's not like they knew each other in high school and decided, let's go to the same college. Olivia and Adeline did not know each other before they arrived at college last year. And they weren't even random roommates last year. It's not like from day one, they were placed in and Olivia got and Olivia and Adeline ended up getting placed in the same room. And assigned roommates. No. I don't even know at what point. I never even asked Olivia, like, you know, what point did you meet Adeline your freshman year? It's like, I don't, it's not really that important. 
Um, I just started hearing Adeline's name a lot more second semester of her freshman year. And I didn't even ask what Adeline's last name was. It doesn't matter. I don't ask Olivia what her last name's friends are. I don't follow them on uh, social media, anything like that. But when... So I think that makes it even more random in that they didn't know each other pre-college and they weren't assigned as roommates. So... One girl from Minnesota, one girl from Texas, go to college in Tampa. They meet. They end up becoming BFFs. And it just so happens that one of their relatives is the spoiler guy for The Bachelor show and has been for 15 years. And one of them has a sibling who went on the show this season and won. (laughs) Yeah, maybe I should start playing the lotto. I never thought of that. Because I've, ne- you know, as much as I like going to Vegas and gambling and betting games and stuff like that, I've never been a lottery guy. I could care less because I see the odds on that. Yes, the odds are a little bit better for me when you bet sports, but <laughs> you know, you you pick a football game, you pick a basketball game, you're either you get a fifty fifty shot essentially, with the point spread involved. Either the underdog's going to cover and you're going to win your bet, or the favorite's going to win. Um. You know, the odds of winning a mega million is, you know, I know they're they're astronomical, but maybe I should change. Maybe I should change that. Um, I want to talk about what was sent to me by, I don't know, 15,000 people yesterday. OK, I'm just exaggerating. Not that many, but a lot of you. Uh, once it was posted, um, there was a post made on Reddit that somebody put up which questioned the spoiler. What a shocker. Every single season this happens. I will say this about what was sent or what was posted and then what was sent to me. This person that made this post is an absolute snake. Sand between her toes. Ooh, hiding behind that screen name, aren't you? I should expose this fucking snake. (laughs) I've dealt with this person online before. Two years ago. We had an email exchange back and forth that was not pleasant. I called her names. She called me names. She's an absolute snake. So it does not surprise me that she's trying to put together something that disproves my spoiler. Not in the least bit surprised. This is who she is. She absolutely wants to be right. So what she did was put together a post that had a bunch of speculations and guesses in it. And she's just throwing a bunch of shit at the wall just by some miracle to see if at the end of the season it's wrong. She could say, see, I told you so, because nothing in the post that I read had any proof or evidence of anything that said that Joey was engaged, uh, that Joey wasn't engaged to Daisy. I read the whole thing. I'm like. Five people sent it to me. I'm like, and what are we not reading the same thing here? It's all speculation and guessing. There's no solid concrete proof. Sand between her toes. The one who wrote the post specifically says in the post, do I know who won? No. Then why are you emailing and why are you posting this? Why are people sending this to me? The woman specifically said, I don't know who won. Great. So then you're basically just throwing shit out there and saying, he may be wrong. (laughs) And God, by chance, I know you're praying that I am. I'm not. But I know you're praying that I am so you can say, told you so. 
I'm here to tell you your post is garbage. <laughs> you know, if it were anybody else that did this post, I wouldn't even give it any attention. But the fact that I saw the name of the person who did this post, I'm like, oh, yeah. I give spoilers. Other people speculate and guess. Big difference. I will, f- I will just come out and say it. Sand between her toes is bat shit crazy. You're dealing with an insane woman. Just know when you read that, that's coming from a woman that is insane. It's the last I'll say on that. Got a new sponsor for the podcast, Mint Mobile. You know, we break down some tea on this podcast. We share tea. And when I give tea, you guys all like talking about tea with someone else, right? Well, Right now, the best deal in wireless is at Mint Mobile. Why don't you tell your friends that? For a limited time, wireless plans from Mint Mobile are 15 bucks a month when you purchase a three-month plan. That's unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. What are you paying right now for your wireless subscription? Over 100 bucks, I guarantee you. 15 bucks a month at Mint Mobile. They are here to rescue you. Say bye-bye to your overpriced wireless plans and jaw-dropping monthly bills and unexpected overages. All plans come with unlimited talk and text and high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. Ditch those overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's Limited time deal. Get premium wireless service for just 15 bucks a month. To get this customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash realitysteve. That's mintmobile.com slash realitysteve. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash realitysteve. Additional taxes and fees and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. All right, this podcast is brought to you by HelloFresh. Now, I've talked to you about Green Chef before. Green Chef is now owned by HelloFresh. And with a wider array of meal plans to choose from, there's something for everyone. I can switch between both brands, and now you can too. My listeners, both brands, you get the discount with me. HelloFresh gets you farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. It's the new year. One of your resolutions probably should be, let's save some money. Eat better. That's what I plan on doing. HelloFresh is here to help you do that. Say hello to your most delicious year yet with fresh ingredients and chef-crafted recipes at a price that you'll like delivered right to your door. Don't let recipe boredom strike because HelloFresh has more options now than ever before. You dig into their biggest menu yet with over 45 dinner options to choose from weekly and even more market add-ons that suit any lifestyle. Go to HelloFresh.com slash RealitySteveFree and use code RealitySteveFree for free breakfast for life. One breakfast item per box while your subscription is active. That's a free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash RealitySteveFree with promo code RealitySteveFree. Okay, so last night was my first time ever watching a Vanderpump Rules episode. I watched the three reunion episodes when Scandaval broke. 
because I was like, all right, I'm into this. I want to see this. I didn't go back since the reunion episodes aired. I did not go back and watch any episodes from any previous seasons. I didn't even watch that 30-minute recap that they did that basically summed up 10 seasons. I didn't even watch that. I'm like, look, I know who these people are. I know all their names. I, you know, it would take me a, you know, a few seconds to think in my head, all right, wait, who slept with who and who's hooked up with who and who's been married to who. I wouldn't get that off the top of my tongue every single time. But I feel like I have a good grasp on everything going on. So here are my thoughts from last night's episode. First one I've ever watched. Number one, I had no idea that Brock had an accent. I guess I wouldn't since I never heard him speak before. When I heard him talk, I was like, oh, I don't even know. Where, where is he from? I don't, I don't even know. But I had no idea he had an accent. I had no idea that Sheena had an Instagram for her daughter. Did not know that. And, of course, subsequently did not know that Tom Sandoval blocked said daughter's Instagram page. <laughs> Guys, I, I, I can't do anything right, basically. So, yeah, it's, I did not know any of that. Um, something I noticed, and maybe this is just a common thing with the show because of its popularity. This is the 11th season. Obviously, it's been around a long, long time. But what I will say is when they all went to Tom Tom, and the women were walking in, and they, you know, the, the production aspect of it is let's get him walking in and do the slow-mo or whatever. And then as they're in Tom Tom, you know, when they're talking, I'm paying attention to what they're saying, but I'm also looking at any background shots and the amount of people in the background who have their camera phones recording them. Is, it, has that always been a thing or is that new? What's been the deal there? I, I just did notice a lot of people at TomTom Tom had their phones out recording Vanderpump Rules, recording their show. And I didn't know if that was new. The other thing about this show and the vibe of this show is, and, and some people might feel insulted by this. You shouldn't be. I think I take it as a compliment because the show I'm about to mention paved the way for shows like this. This show is basically the Hills, right? It's the same exact thing group of friends who have all kind of intermingled and hooked up maybe not you know marriage is not involved it is in this show wasn't so much in the hills but that's all it is it's like oh someone's DJing tonight let's go there someone's throwing a party at their house let's go there oh these two women need to talk about something let's go over here and record it like it's it's the same concept there's nothing different the hills paved the way for shows like this and all the all the real housewives shows you know, it's just a, a different crowd of people, maybe different demographic of people. But this, this is the Hills to me. And I loved the Hills. So that's why I know I'm going to enjoy Vanderpump Rules. I really like it. I enjoy this hell out of the show. I'm just saying it's nothing new. Nothing earth. Like when I watched last night's episode coming off the reunion show, which aired in what, like March? Yeah. Oh, no, it aired in May. It happened. I think the scandal broke in March, and we saw the reunion, the three-episode reunion in May. So it's been seven months. I'm not going to give last night's episode an A. I, it, it did have some good plot lines. It did have some good storylines. But it, for seven months off and everybody wondering, ooh, what was going to be the next thing, you know, I get that they teased the end of the episode, Tom Sandoval coming home because he had been off filming Special Forces. I, I I get it that he, you know, he didn't appear. And 
I'm just saying, like, when I watched those three reunion episodes, if you remember me talking about it, I said, look, I know that Ariana is furious and she has every right to be furious with Tom and Rachel, both. But every time she sat there and just called him names and did this and did that and said this and said that, and I, I just get out of my life. I was just like, yeah, but next season she's going to be filming with him. Like, just stop pretending that these two are never going to, she's going to be so mad she's never going to film a scene with him again the rest of her life. We all know it's happening, and we've already seen in the previews it's going to. So that, that kind of bothered me a little bit. Look, I'm absolutely 1,000% Team Ariana. I just didn't like when she said that at the reunion because she was piling it on so hard when I knew that there was no way she was just going to be like, no, I'll never be seen in a shot with him, uh, seen a, you know, in a shot in a scene with him again. It's like, come on, we all know that that wasn't going to happen. And we know that they're actually going to have a conversation. Whether, and not even talking about a civil one. I don't care if every conversation of her this season is her yelling at him. The whole point was you made it clear that you never want to be, you never want to talk to him again. And I just knew that that wasn't going to happen. So I guess the biggest storyline from last night is the Lala Kent voice memo to Rachel. I did watch the Watch What Happens Live afterwards, which is literally, I, if, there was, if there was a television show that could be defined by what is crack like in a television show format, it would be Watch What Happens Live. I mean, it is just... The fastest moving, <laughs> just throwing shit at the wall show I've ever seen. We've got everything is every segment has a name to it that's corny. It's got polls. They're telling people to vote and they're throwing up the questions in real time and telling you to vote and putting up the ants <laughs> and putting up the poll results within 15 seconds. Like, what? <laughs> it's just so fast moving. I want to sit there and lie down and I, I it's almost like I need to watch it on super slow-mo to actually understand not understand obviously understand what's going on but it, it is and I guess that's its thing I guess that's why it's popular I don't know but my god that my, that show moves at lightning pace and they cut and they talk about probably 87 different topics in 30 minutes it's just it's just a weird show to me I've never seen anything like it, but I know it's popular, so whatever. That, that, those are my thoughts on on episode one. I liked it. Can't wait to watch the rest of the season. Um, I'm sure Lala and, uh, you know, Ariana. Ariana. I don't even, is it Ari? Ariana, whatever. But I don't think they're fighting or anything like that. And it's just, <laughs> just, I, I, I do love the chaos. And I just, I, I'm as interested in you in the storylines and, and what happens this season. All right, let's finally end this by talking about uh, some Taylor Swift narratives that are out there right now. Um, for people, actually, it was on this. The thing is, I've talked about Taylor on both this podcast and my sports podcast. And I can't remember which one it was. But I was so out in front of this. If the Kansas City Chiefs get to the Super Bowl, is Taylor going to go story? I, I was on this months ago. Like, everybody's talking about they have some breaking news about, well, she's going to be in Japan, but she's going to be in there February 10th, and Japan is 16 hours ahead of, uh, you know, Las Vegas, but the flight is only 12 hours. I did all of this months ago. I was so far ahead of this story, but yet I don't remember which podcast I said it on, and I don't remember which episode it was. 
All I did know, all I do know is what I said on that podcast, which was if the Kansas City Chiefs, and by the way, at the time I said this, I was like, yeah, whatever. Kansas City Chiefs are playing terrible this year. This is the worst team they've had in six years. They're going to be a playoff team, but I'd be shocked if they got to the Super Bowl. I was saying this at the time, but I said if they did, um, Taylor absolutely is going to be there because she's performing Saturday, February 10th, is her last show in Japan. And as we all know now, Japan is 15 or 16 hours ahead of Vegas, and the flight back is 12 hours. So she's actually going to interrupt the space-time continuum and uh, relive four extra hours of her life making that flight back. And she absolutely is going to be at the game. There was never any doubt. But all these people, once Kansas City clinched on Sunday after beating the Ravens, they were all on their Google maps and they were all googling how is this going to work is she going to get there and just like boy you guys are so far behind maybe you should listen to the daily roundup or the sports daily i don't remember which one it was if someone could find it for me i'd really appreciate it i i don't know like i said i don't know which one it was on and i don't even know what date i said it but it was clearly the nfl regular season was still going on so it had to have been november or december i i said it probably with four, five, maybe six games left in the season. And I just laid it out there. I said, yeah, she absolutely is going to the game if they make it. You kidding me? Now, here's the other thing that I want to share with you. Because this is being peddled uh, across a lot of media channels, you know which ones, that basically Taylor Swift is ruining the NFL. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's the most absurd take you'll ever hear. And, you know, you kind of break it down and everyone's like just so bothered by the fact that the NFL shows her during the games. Okay. Did you know that this past Sunday, Chiefs Ravens AFC championship game, they showed Taylor Swift seven times during the game for a total of 44 seconds. The Chiefs Ravens game lasted three hours and nine minutes. So they showed Taylor Swift a whopping 0.39% of the game. If you sat there and watched the whole game, 0.39% of that game was sent was spent showing Taylor Swift on screen. In other news, the AFC Championship game this past weekend between the Ravens and the Chiefs drew 55 million viewers for CBS the most ever for an AFC championship game in the history of the NFL. I'd say the NFL is doing just fine and Taylor Swift getting shown during a game isn't changing anything. My God, the media is so out of control with this. She's done absolutely nothing wrong. She attends a game to cheer on her boyfriend, and she gets less than one minute of camera time a game. We've seen plenty of other games in other sports where they show Jack Nicholson at courtside, Chris Rock at courtside. They get five seconds, maybe. Taylor Swift got 44. You're actually mad at this? Like this bothers you? What's your problem? Who cares? You understand how big of a deal this is and how much more attention this is bringing to the NFL? It's great. It's a positive story. There's nothing negative about this. 
if you're bothered by 44 seconds out of three hours and nine minutes of a football game, the problem is you. It's not Taylor. You just are a hate. You just have literally hate in your heart, hate in your brain, because it can't bother you at all. I'm sorry, it can't. Nothing that takes up 0.3% of your time should be have any sort of effect on your mood or how you feel about somebody. Sorry. To me, that's an issue with you. But, like I said, perception versus reality. Perception is all this Taylor Swift coverage is ruining the NFL and people are being turned off by it. Reality is 55 million people watch that game and there's probably going to be the highest rated Super Bowl because whatever the Super Bowl gets every year seems to set a new record. Now you're going to get Taylor Swift fans that are going to watch the game just because Travis Kelsey is in it. So you can add on probably an extra 5 million viewers. That's not hurting the game. That's not turning fans off. It's just, it's unbelievable. And I love exposing the media when they're flat out wrong. And they are here. Thank you all for listening. Really appreciate it. Please follow me on Apple Podcasts. Also, rate and review if you can. Um, also, you got to press play. I know it downloads automatically if you are following me, but you got to listen. That's how downloads are done now. It's actually kind of been changed in the last few weeks. So do that. I'd really appreciate it. Tell your friends. Sports Daily will be up in an hour from now. Reader email column going up in a couple hours, so check that out as well. Again, thank you all for listening. I appreciate it, and I will talk to you tomorrow. See you.